Hi. It's My Health. Stop in and see my friend Marie. I'll tell you what an amazing store she has. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. She is a unique store. She has products that you can't get anywhere else. It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You call Marie, 305-3585. There's never been a more important time to be healthy than right now and to remain healthy for you and your family. Vitamins, herbal, remedies, trusted companies who understand quality, integrity, great local products like a Kai Berry, which I always talk about and encourage you to drink, folks. Uh, it's my health. They sell a lot of this, a Kai Berry, this incredible antioxidant. I have a shot of it, literally a shot uh, each morning, and, uh, and it's all the antioxidants your, your body needs. It's my health. Uh, honey, maple, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum. What I like, just stop in over 250 bulk herbs, tea spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas, plus hemp and CBD products for our oral and topical use. Now, it's my health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call Marie at 305-3585. But I like to uh, also show people, I bet there's so many people on Menden Road. You've driven by, I'm holding up on Facebook Live, that old white church. And just pop in. If you're going down Menden Road right now and they're open or this afternoon or tomorrow or whatever, but just pop in. She also has incredible ingredients that a lot of people, uh, all natural ingredients that are uh, great that you want to use for cooking. It's my health. She also has uh, tremendous things for children. I put all of it on the Facebook page, John DePietro Show on Facebook. It's my health. And Marie is so knowledgeable. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 401-305-3585. Stop in and see her, and you'll be healthy. It's my health in Cumberland. Well, folks, good morning. Again, Governor Mundo press briefing. This is going to be an interesting day. It's John DePietro. Weekdays, as I say, 11 to 2. Uh, good morning to everybody on Facebook Live. If you have Facebook, you know, folks, I just try to make it as easy as possible uh, for people to listen. All different ways, whether it's the traditional way on the radio, which a lot of people do, or you could listen online at petro.com Or we do try to do the Facebook Live. Uh, a lot of people uh, like to interact that way. And I want to sometimes I say good morning to people. Look at that. There's Karen and Arthur, Bernadette. Well, the, the gyms, uh, that's going to be a problem. There's Giancarlo. That's right. <laughs> My goodness. And Donna McKnight. So, folks, you can uh, do that. There's our friend Dave. Brood Awakenings. I'm very anxious to see his new location. Going to be in Providence and Suzanne Walker. But folks, you can always listen online or Facebook Live. Now, today is going to be interesting because at 1 o'clock today, and we don't know everything that's involved, but the Republican Party, led by House Minority Leader Blake Filippi, they're going to have a uh, press briefing this afternoon at 1 o'clock. And what we're going to do is I'm going to carry it live. So I'll be right there and for my schedule, I'm not sure how long it'll go, but I'll broadcast. It's going to be right at back of the state house, and then Governor Amundo's press briefing is at two thirty, and then I'll make my way across there to the vets. The Rhode Island House Republican Caucus will hold a media announcement today at one o'clock on the steps of the south side of the state house podium, available for a microphone. So we'll find out. You know, someone has to do something. Uh, coming up next hour, you'll hear politics this week with Justin Katz, managing editor for OceanStateCurrent.com. Uh, but someone has to do something, folks. Things have to be balanced out in some way. Right now, uh, Nick Mattiello is missing in action. I think the Speaker of the House, who he likes to just hide with one media personality that he has an agreement with, and they have a deal, they have an access deal, which I don't go along for those, which is their deal is... Uh, this person, she just goes on with the cackle um, exclusively, and then their deal is she doesn't ask him any tough questions or anything like that. He's supposed to be the most powerful person in Rhode Island. Keep in mind also, let's not forget Mattiello. If uh, we didn't have the whole situation with COVID-19, Mattiello was on the verge of being indicted for crying out loud and would even be the speaker. He was set to step down, but he made it very clear he is hiding. And this is very frightening, folks. They have, I want to be very clear about this. They have a job to do. And their job is supposed to be to represent you and manage the budget. And there are so many of you, by the way, that reach out to me and they say, John, you know, would you ask the governor this or ask the governor that? And, and 
folks, I, I try to help people as much as I can. You have no idea how much I try to help people. I helped a lot of people behind the scenes. In fact, I spent most of the weekend helping someone, but it was worth it because it's important to the family, and I didn't mind taking time to do it. But don't let your local official off the hook. You know, I encourage people, start with your elected rep or start with your state senator or start with your town council or mayor. Some people, they want to go straight to the top. Can you ask Governor Mundo about the following? Don't let them off the hook. They wanted your vote. Many of these town council people, mayors, the state rep, the state senator, they wanted your vote. They got elected. Make them earn it. Hold them to it. Make them work for you. When, when you circumvent the process and go straight to the top, you're letting them off the hook. They're kicking back like, yeah, no one called me. I would hold them to it. You know, there's a situation that um, someone's asking, I'm, 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 I'd like to try to help if I can in Wakefield about uh, where they're going to allow some hunting near a neighborhood. And I remember that. It was during, I was actually watching part of that. At, because it was during the uh, Narragansett town meeting when they were trying to decide whether or not they were going to tell the governor that they were going to ignore her executive order for Memorial Day. But I encourage the person, before you go to the governor, before you go to Senator Reid, where's your town council person? Where is the head of the town council there? Talk to your elected rep. I think it's Carol McEntee, Hagen McEntee, whatever her name is. Who's the senator? Put them to it. You know, make them work for it. And it, by the way, If they fall short, that's something you remind them of when they come to your door, send you a mailer, or ask you for money, or they ask you for the vote. Now, Mattiello, they are shirking shirking their responsibilities. There's just no question about it. And and I like the fact they even admit, folks, and hear me out, there's no plan B with this crew. None. They're content to sit back and let Governor Amundo just order everything. It is it is really incredible and fascinating to watch how many people. My God, there are so many people. It's frightening in many ways. They'd be very content to live really in a socialist society. They prefer, there are people that prefer an environment where you never question the leader, you never question the person in charge, and they throw everything to the governor. That's fine. But my question for that useless Mattiello and some of the others is, then what do we have you for? If the governor is running everything and no one is challenging her or working in any way, then what function do you serve? Then why don't you do the right thing and resign? If we're going to have that form of government, and by the way, I mean, I've always been in favor of the governor of the state having more power. I mean, without question. You know, this the state is out of whack where the most powerful person is the speaker, the speaker of the house. And that's someone that none of us get to vote on, have any say on. You know, and then his whole strategy is just keeping 40 people happy. And that's it, because that's all you need to be the speaker is 40 votes. So our government and our system of government, excuse me, has been broken for a long time because of the person who holds the power is not accountable to the people. You don't vote for speaker. I don't vote for speaker, obviously. So I've always wanted and thought we'd be better served. I know some people say, I don't want the governor having all this power, but at least then there's someone to be held accountable. I mean, I know many of you are knocking Governor Mundo. I I think a lot of people, and this is frustrating, a lot of people are not paying attention. I feel for many people who have a high school senior. I do. And and, and in other states, in New Jersey, uh, is one state, they're saying, we're having the graduations outside in July. What is stopping the Rhode Island schools from having that? The answer is nothing. Then tell your superintendent, well, can you ask the governor, the board of ed? Folks, it is kicked down to take it up with the principal, take it up with your superintendent. Show some initiative. If one Rhode Island high school said, we're going to hold off, we're going to have our graduation outside in July. Who, who do they think is going to step in and stop that? The answer is no one. All this complaining. Someone told me they've had like three or four Zoom meetings about the high school graduation. Are you kidding me? That is a luxury that most people cannot afford. Now, Channel 10 is a great story today, by the way, on the number of um, And this is a problem with restaurants where people are laid off 
and workers that don't want a lot of workers and not just restaurants, but they don't want to come back to work because the way the government structured it, that they're getting extra money from the government each week on top of their unemployment, they're making more money by staying home. So and and the problem is most of those people, they're going to be out until the end of July, until the money runs out. Why would you? I mean, that's I know we can preach you should. And for a lot of people, you're going to lose your job. But a lot of people right now, with everything going on, I just don't think a lot of people are thinking clearly. And a lot of people saying, forget it. The weather's nice. I've been cooped up. I'm going to stay at home. If I can make more money, by be- they're not thinking long term. They're not thinking, you know, I need to get back to work and get a job. Because then when the money rolls out, runs out, everyone's going to want to be back and working. So, but it, it, it is a problem. Now, coming up at 1130, there was a great book. That horrific killing, uh, Buttonhole Golf Course, Jason Burgesson, Amy Shute, and uh, Raymond Pigatori, who was the detective on the case who wrote a book about it called Thrill Killers. He's going to join me coming up at 1130 simply because the gunman of this saga, Gregory Floyd, is trying to get out of prison. And I recognize it's pandemic and I recognize there's a lot going on, but uh, there's no way this guy should get out of prison. He was put, First of all, he should have gotten the death penalty. That the, he should have gotten the death penalty. They abducted two people. They robbed them of their uh, of eighteen dollars. And I don't remember if they took their SUV. They initially did. I think so. Robbed them of that, and then just executed them for no reason at the Buttonhole Golf Course. And the gunman now is trying to get out on compassionate relief. So I I think we can you know do two things at once, so to speak. But we are going to talk to uh, Ray Pigatori coming up. He did. That's a tremendous book. Thrill Killers. I followed that case. I remember exactly. I was on the air that morning when they found the bodies on uh, Buttonhole Golf Course was still being uh, built. That's right in the Providence Johnston line. And um, and then followed the case all the way through. Um, It's just a a horrific crime. But there's no way someone like that should get out. And, folks, I'm telling you, there are all these advocates right now that are screaming like someone like that should get out of should get out of prison. Uh, you, you, when you go to, you, you've heard me interview one of them at these uh, Governor Mundo press briefings, you have a contingent of, uh, of media. Their, their biggest concern are all these people in the Wyatt Detention Center and the ACI. And, and it's just, it certainly doesn't relate to what we think about, but there is a contingent of people like that that is out there. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Rhode Island's number one garden center. They're open for the season. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. They are fully compliant. Uh, it's a safe environment. I've been there 95% of it. Actually, most of it is actually outside. They certainly have a breeze and so forth. But right now, annuals, perennials, trees and shrubs, they have great gift certificates. Father's Day is coming up. Uh, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Look for them on Facebook. They also have a new website, prmaterials.shop, prmaterials.shop. But stop in and see them. Today is a nice day. You know, the sun is out. They said it was going to be overcast, but it certainly looks like a nice day outside. A good day to take a ride to Rhode Island's number one garden center, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Today is a delightful day. Sunshine, 72 degrees. It is going to get even a little bit warmer. Up into the high 70s. Good day to be outside doing some landscaping, doing some gardening. See my friends at PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. You can call them at 295-4399, right off Route 4. Look for them on Facebook and their brand new website. It's prmaterials.shop. prmaterials.shop. Rhode Island's number one garden center is open and they have a beautiful selection. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Well, folks, it's Sean DePietro. Now, I want to tell you that uh, something that we have to watch is going to be this situation with phase two. But people, it's not your imagination. You notice, folks, people are starting to snap a little bit. This is, uh, it's been going on for a long time. And people are, in fact, um, starting to, I don't know, I want to almost say lose it a little bit. You had the horrible situation with that woman in in, um, Central Park, you know, calling the police, threatening that man. Amy Cooper's her name. She was fired. She's in hiding right now. You had those Minneapolis police officers. What was that all about? Minneapolis is a powder keg. Minneapolis, if you saw some of the action last night, and that's not going to go away. Those guys were fired.
but there was no reason. I, I don't understand. I've watched that tape. I don't I don't get it. Uh, and one of them is just telling everyone to be quiet and back up. But he's got his knee right on that man's throat. And they, they did basically kill him. I don't know if the guy was on something. They'll have to wait for the autopsy. But that video is pretty chilling. And then you even have something like on CNBC. Like, people are just, you notice that people are just starting to snap a little bit. You have these two guys, Sorkin, and then uh, the other one on CNBC. And I guess, like, tension, Joe Kiernan, tension has been building. Who would think CNBC, right? You'd think they'd be pretty calm, cool, collected. Did you hear this? Let me play you the exchange uh, this morning between the two of them now. Like, everyone is just starting. Everyone's going to calm down, but everyone's just been inside for so long. Listen to this back and forth on on CNBC this morning. You, you panicked about the market, panicked about COVID, panicked about the ventilators, panicked about the PPE, panicked about ever going out again, panicked and you didn't, ever get back to normal. Joseph, you didn't panic what about anything. Anything. What good is it? Why Joseph, not, why not help thousand people die. keep their head? I, I understand that. thousand people died, Joe, and all you did was try to help your friend, the president. That's what you did. Every single morning on this show. Every single morning. Investors keep their cool, keep their heads, and as it turned out, that's what, what they Joseph? should have done. That's what they should have done. They should have the kept news. their heads. If they had listened to you, Andrew, we're supposed to be at about eight thousand. I wasn't arguing to go sell your stocks, Joseph. I was arguing about people's lives. We understand people's uh, Andrew, lives. Andrew, that's it's a the global argument. pandemic. Do the news. I'm begging you to do the news, it's Joseph. It's a global pandemic. I'm begging you, Andy. Please. Oh, my goodness. That's just supposed to be a back and forth. Where I guess Sorkin, I don't really watch them, is the anchor. And the other guy's supposed to be doing the news. My goodness, people are starting to get snappy. Folks, this is another example, though. I mean, do you see the trend that's happening now? And this is not going to go away. People are, people, it's not your imagination. Listen, people are becoming unglued. That's why, and I encourage everyone to go see John Francis at Competition Shooting Supplies. Folks, right now, I mean, who knows the heat of the summer, what exactly? People are starting to absolutely lose it. Competition Shooting Supplies, at least keep yourself safe, your family safe. 727-1716, located 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. John Francis at Competition Shooting Supplies, firearms, ammunition, accessories. He has it all. Shop at Competition Shooting Supplies, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Or call him at 727-1716. First Amendment, head, Second Amendment headquarters is Competition Shooting Supplies. Go see our friend John Francis. He's so knowledgeable. Maybe you're a first-time uh, owner of a firearm. It is your right to have a firearm to protect yourself. Uh, it is your Second Amendment right. And I'll tell you, folks, the way things are going, I mean, where people, who, what is the summer going to be like? This is supposedly going to be a very hot summer, they're already saying. And people are, people are frustrated. People have been inside for a long time. People are starting to come unglued. Protect yourself. Protect your family competition shooting supplies everybody say it competition shooting supplies 435 benefit street Pawtucket, or call them at 727-1716 it's our friend john francis competition shooting supplies we're going to talk to ray pigatori coming up folks i also want to remind you though and i'd like to alert you to what i think is our a very good deal for you and this is one of them and it's our friend steve with water filter company right now i said steve i love my water filter and I would love to be able to offer it to my listeners. He said, Juan, $50 off your listeners if they call us this week and get a brand new water filter installed in their home. $50 off Water Filter Company. Here's the offer right Hi, now. this is Steve at Water Filter Company. You heard John speak about his. Now you can own your own $249 drinking water system for just $199. That's $50 off. This ends May 29th, 2020. Call Water Filter Company, say John's name, save 50 bucks, and you get all the safe, clean water you can ever need. I don't have enough time to discuss all the benefits here, but, Will, when you call, don't let this deal go by. Call Water Filter Company, 294-2400, save 50 bucks. It all ends May 29th, 2020. 
Folks, call them today, 294-2400, 294-2400, Water Filter Company. So we're going to talk to Ray Pigatori coming up. Again, this story um, regarding he was one of the carjacking murderers from, it was 20 years ago it happened. I believe it's 20 years ago. It was 2000 next month, uh, the month of June. Well, we're almost into June, basically. Um, but we're going to talk to him. This, this just absolutely horrific situation, it, it can't stand. Uh, there's no way that that uh, Gregory Floyd should be allowed out of prison, especially his his sentence involved with the carjacking murder of two young, innocent teenagers. His sentence was supposed to be life in prison without parole plus 10 years. That's what he took. And he skipped, you know, they didn't have a trial. And so therefore, the death penalty was taken off the table now he's 39 years old, and now he wants out of prison. No way. No compassion. Not for that guy. Gregory Floyd. Actually, not for any of them. He pled guilty federal court death of Amy Shoot, Jason Burgesson. Supposed to be life behind bars, plus 10 years. And now he's trying to get out. And the family's calling him a coward. But again, the author of the book, Thrill Killers, it's a great book. Ray Pigatori is going to join me coming up. Now, folks, something else that I'm glad that, again, now coming up next hour, Justin Katz, managing editor at OceanStateCurrent.com. And then uh, from 1 to 2 at 1 o'clock, House Minority Leader Blake Filippi is uh, having a press conference at the State House. I'm going to carry it and cover it. And this is one of the reasons. Rhode Island Senate leaders propose allowing email voting. Email voting. Like, are you kidding me? There's no end. More than two months after they were put on hold. Now they want to allow lawmakers vote remotely. Voting by email. No, no. Excuse me. It's a lot more than just that. Because if they start to do that, the next move is going to be they want all voting by email. Now, this is enough about the mail ballots. Right? That that system is rife with fraud. I know some people say, because I've heard the argument. Show us an example. Point to an example where there was voter fraud with mail ballots. Well, that's a trick question because the real answer is they've never looked. They've never prosecuted anyone uh, as far as for being either registered more than once or who illegally voted or for, for mail ballot fraud. They don't even look for it. I've asked the question, you know, you're supposed to sign that form and says on a penalty of perjury. That I am registered to, you know, vote in Rhode Island and I live in Rhode Island. Not once has anyone ever been persecuted, prosecuted for that. So this business of, you know, uh, show us some voted for it. That, that's a trick question, folks. And don't fall for it. It's not a matter of show you some voter fraud. I can tell you right now, unless you're looking for it, you're never going to find it. All right, folks, joining us right now, he is the author of the book, Thrill Killers. In my mind, as someone that covered it, no one knows more about the situation, that brutal carjacking of uh, Amy Shooten and Jason Burgesson, former detective and author of Thrill Killers, and it's our friend Ray Pigatori. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, John. How are you doing today? Very well. Now, Ray, I'd like to uh, just back up uh, and just if you could uh, kind of walk our listeners through a little bit. You were actually the detective in Johnston, uh, Johnston, Rhode Island, 20 years ago when this horrific crime took place. That's correct. I was a lead detective on the case. I worked with a uh, large group of detectives uh, along with other state and federal agencies. But uh, ultimately, uh, I was tasked with uh, compiling all our notes and etc. and putting this case together to present it to to the uh, federal government. Hey, Ray, if, if I remember correctly, the way this case broke open, the bot, it happened on a Thursday night in June. The bodies were discovered Friday morning, and I believe Friday night, I believe they caught one of them driving the SUV that they had carjacked from uh, the two victims. Is that is that correct? That's correct. Uh, Friday night, uh, once we put a bolo, uh, police be on the lookout for um, a Jason's vehicle. Within a short while, and I'm talking a real short while, uh, the police were stopped at Fricker and uh, Cranston Street 
by Providence Police, and it was being driven by Gregory Floyd. Hmm. Who was also, and, and, uh, and it happened that the two of them, Amy and Jason, they were out, I think they were at, they were somewhere along the water. They ended up downtown. They're both just college students that were home. And it's a Thursday night, and suddenly this group surrounded them, took them uh, riding along, and then brought them to Buttonhole Golf Course. And then, um, and you lay out in the book, Ray, Thrill Killers, how, you know, first, it was almost as if they didn't have a plan, uh, these, these six or five, or five, but I'll have you name them in a moment. But it, they were going back and forth. And I know it's brutal, but it's true. But they, they were going to basically sexually assault and rape Amy shoot. They couldn't decide. They were arguing back and forth. They were afraid about DNA. And then Gregory Floyd did something very dramatic. Well, it, to go back just a little bit, yeah. they never had a truth uh, plan formulated. Um, the evening started uh, on Thursday night with uh, Kenny Day, which was uh, one of the five. There was Greg Floyd, Kenny Day, Ray Anderson, Sammy Sanchez, and Harry Burdick. Harry Burdick, right. Yep. And uh, they had called uh, one another to tell them uh, each that the city was hot. Thursday night was a big college night in the city. Yep. Large groups of people. And uh, basically, uh, they understood it was easy pickings for them. So uh, as the night unfolded, uh, after Jason and Amy had gone to uh, the old shooters on uh, yes. on the waterfront, yep. uh, they ended back up at their car right behind uh, the arcade, the arcade. Providence. Yep. And it uh, again once it uh, Jason. Jason and Amy standing outside their car listening to music, bothering nobody. And uh, Harry Burdick and Greg Floyd decided to uh, steal Jason's vehicle because Harry wanted a ride back to Pawtucket, and uh, that was his mean as uh, transportation. The carjacking unfolded by uh, Greg Floyd and Burdick walking through the alleyway. They put Jason and Amy back inside the vehicle, their vehicle, and drove off. And as they were driving around the city, again, not having a true plan formulated, Sammy Sanchez, who had come from the Manton Projects area, said, I know where we can go. And that's, they took him down to the Buttonhole Golf Course, which was under construction at the time. Um, there had been discussion between Kenny Day and Ray Anderson of, uh, of uh, assaulting Amy, and uh, and, and and this is still I have a troubling time uh, letting this sink into my brain. Greg Floyd stops the assault and says, "Leave her alone." And then at that time, orders her and Jason to sit on the ground against uh, bales of uh, hay. And then um, there was a discussion amongst the five as to who was actually going to do the shooting. Hmm. Um, Kenny Day basically was the uh, the prod behind this when he said we you know we have to do this because uh, they saw our faces and with Jason and Amy pleading for their lives, crying and telling these groups, group of five that we won't report the car stolen. Here's all the money we have in the world. Don't hurt us. Uh, the argument started amongst the five again, and Greg Floyd said stop, I'll take care of this, and that's when he walked up and executed the two. Oh, uh, God. Yeah, horrific, absolutely horrific. Whose gun was it, Ray Pigatori? Folks, again, and this was June 9th of 2000 on the Thursday night, June 9th, 2000. Who, who's, who was, whose gun was that? That gun belonged to uh, an individual uh, from Providence uh, who could lawfully buy um, right. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. He and, was like, the, uh, I remember that guy. He was like a photographer, but he was odd because they used to like stay with him sometimes. He, he was like, yeah. he, he liked to have that uh, uh, mix of hanging with the criminal element. Right. Because he was out there and about filming and selling his photography work and his video work. So he could lawfully buy weapons 
and ultimately the weapons he was buying, he was giving them up to these criminal types that could not legally buy weapons. Right. Uh, he, he passed away um, during the middle of this investigation. I remember that. And who, but that night, who was it, Ray, that, like, who had the gun? Was it Floyd and Burdick that had the gun initially? It was uh, Greg Floyd. Okay. Um, he, he had the weapon. He was living with Kenny Day at the time. Yep. And when Kenny Day called Floyd to tell him that get down to the city because the city was hot uh, with all these college kids, Greg Floyd took the weapon. So Greg had control and custody of this weapon throughout the night. Okay. And just so people know, you know, they were, these five, they used to hang around. I think Burdick lived in Pawtucket, and they used to take the bus down, and they would basically just try to prey on either Panhandle or I think Kenneth Day was involved trying to rob some tourists by Providence Place uh, Waterfront, uh, Water Place Park. And they were just looking for people basically that were like free game to rob. They would drink and get high and take drugs, and and they had real no purpose. And the five of them, they weren't even a gang, but they all just kind of ended up together that night. They were, um, they were predators. Yeah, they would they would victimize any prey that they could have, could have. Yep, they were they were known throughout the city. They're basically street thugs. Yes, um, they would rob, steal, steal, you know, whatever it means that they had to do to get by in their their lowly life. They would do. Uh, Kenneth Day, you referenced that he robbed somebody down by the waterfront. I think so. He actually, during the course, he did. During yeah. the course of that robbery, he broke the arm of a, of a, a, a high school kid. Hmm. And um, he was ultimately charged with that as a result of our crime. Okay. Uh, yeah, he, he, these people were as bad as bad could be. Yep. Now, Ray, what, let's uh, come now to present day. All of them pled guilty. Uh, all of them, in exchange for they weren't going to get the death penalty, they all pled guilty to receive sentence life in federal prison without the possibility of parole. And suddenly, here it is, Gregory Floyd, the gunman. It's, thir- it's 20 years later. He's 39 years old. And now, suddenly, he's trying to get out of federal prison. Um, truly, truly like a punch to my gut and the family. Uh, I received a text on uh, Saturday from a family member of Amy, and uh, I was just, I was beside myself. I was i was like, you know what, I put this case behind me 20-odd years ago, yep. and here it is in the limelight again, and here is Greg Floyd getting his, again, his five seconds of, of fame hmm. uh, by trying to utilize the the court system once again in any way shape or form he could and it really it was it was really disheartening to to hear this um plea from the family of uh, the victims that can you help us uh you know email letter whatever have you to the warden of the prison that he's at uh which i did uh i did conduct a uh, an email and uh sent it off to a warden and all weekend, it just weighed on me heavily, saying, why? Why does a family have to become victims once again to these, these, these animals? And that's all they are. They're absolute animals. They are. Yeah. Now, where do um, uh, the family also seemingly, um, Ray, were kind of caught off guard a little bit about this. Where do things stand right now? about to take place um, again I contacted the family and uh, told them when and if this does come to fortune to let me know um, and you know, to, to, to blindside the family like this at, at the last moment you know like oh, do you um, contest to this individual being released on a uh, you know compassionate oh, compassion Yes. Floyd's vocabulary. Yes. Because here's a person with, you know, again, you got to have the vision in your head of two college kids crying, sitting on the ground, yep. hugging themselves, pleading for their lives, and, you know, nonchalantly walk up and execute them. For nothing. And, and for, for zero. For nothing. 
could have been anybody. They didn't do anything. They were minding their own business. They were just picked out. It, it is the ultimate wrong place at the wrong time uh, for nothing. This wasn't a feud. This wasn't like a back and forth. It was just uh, uh, five degenerate losers that just picked up these two innocent college kids and, and killed them for, for nothing, for $18, just to, for, for, for zero. And, and now, 20 years later, to ask for a compassionate release. You're right, but that word really sticks out and gets me annoyed. Um, absolutely. Uh, and going back to what they derived from this contracting, the $18, yep. that money was divvied up by amongst the five. Uh. And nine, $9 of gas was put in each vehicle, one being Jason's and the other being Sammy Sanchez's car. Again, just to show the, the, the how hotter these people are to, after executing two kids, drive to a gas station and pump gas in the car. Yeah. Like, and again, this is someone would have to, uh, as a society, say, let's have compassion for this person. No way. I am like, I'm beside myself right now. Yeah. Like, I'm getting I am too, and I remember that weekend and just that that uh, you know D. Kenneth Day glaring at the photographer as they're being held in Johnston. Folks, again, we're speaking with Ray Pigatori. He was the lead detective. The book, Ray. How can people get the book Thrill Killers? I, I remember I had you on the radio at least for an hour. Um, it, it's a great read. You did a fantastic job with the, you and Paul uh, Leonardo, I believe. How can uh, is it still on Amazon, or how can people get the book Thrill Killers? It's still out there on Amazon. It it's also on uh, ebook uh, at this point through Amazon. Um, I, the, and the reason that book was written, it wasn't about well, about me. No, it no, was no. About, it was certainly about like let's let's teach the younger crowds who sometimes walk around very naive to say, listen, there are people like these five yes. that are still out there. That's right. They'll prey on you, me, or anybody else. You know, at their, at their whim, and it's just like you know, be aware of your surroundings, and not not putting any blame on the victims. You know, no, just, no, God, you know, kids yes, having a fun night, yep. and in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, the only person that said that it was the wrong place was these five. Any right. other given night, it was the right place. That's just a, hanging around. That's right. Know? That's right. Hey, Ray, also, and I don't want to get off on a diversion, but there was a moment of truth that you illustrate in the book that they stopped at the red light. So they're leaving the arcade area. They're, they're at the red light near the Biltmore Hotel. And there's a Providence police officer that had seen them earlier. And he noticed that suddenly Floyd, I believe, was driving the vehicle. But he didn't stop them. That they were Jason and Amy were in that vehicle and the police officer, and then that police officer, he ended up getting jammed up for being accused of raping someone at a substation. Who was that Providence police officer again? Do you remember the name? Oh, very distinctly. Yeah. Well, actually, it was two separate incidents oh. at that time when two Providence police, and I'll never, I will not speak bad about Providence police. I understand. I will speak, I will speak bad about these two uh, people that wore a uniform. Yeah. Yep. However, the officer that you were referring to, that his name is Marcus Huffman. That's him. And I, yeah. he is serving, I believe, 60 or 65 years for a uh, rape of a college student. Yep, at a uh, substation. At a substation while he yeah. was working. Yeah. Who was the other officer? Uh, uh, John Loft. John Loft. Uh, he, uh, he got something with oh. a... Oh, okay. He, he was subsequently fired. But the point is, you know, both of them, uh, I, I think a detective like yourself or there's so many other police officers that said, you know, M Marcus Hoffman especially, he had seen Floyd earlier and he's on foot. Suddenly he sees him behind, he knows he's just a street bum and uh, criminal. Suddenly he's behind the wheel of an SUV. Nine out of ten cops, Ray, would have pulled him over like, where'd you get the car? And boom, they, I mean, listen, they, they'd be alive. He could have rescued them right there, but he just let them go. He, he recognized them because they had stopped him earlier that night. Right? Isn't that correct? They, they, they basically waved to each other. Yes. Uh, oh, my God. And, and it was, you know, again, the, the, 
car saying, oh, you know, here's my chance to be saved. Right. Right then and there, this could end. Yep. And because that person decided not to do what oh. he was sworn to do God. As, a, as an officer, it was released. The problem with this, John, also is these five individuals, and it, not just them, but all, they're all prisoners. That they have a lot of time on their hands. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, they'll look for any and all reasons to try to just get out of prison. That's whether right. Whether it's for the day yep. or for whatever. Right. I mean, Kenny Day ultimately sued both Olinato, myself, and um, the publishing company. Oh, I didn't. Because he, because he said we didn't, uh, we didn't ask to use his name or likeness <laughs> in the book. I didn't know that. You're kidding me. That's ridiculous. You were illustrating a crime. Is that still pending or did that fall out? That, that, that was thrown out of court. It was. Okay. Um, Kenny Day was the only one that did not plead out to the original federal government charge. Right. That, that case was taken to court and halfway through the court case, Judge Lager was the presiding judge on the trial. He threw that case out stating that the government did not show that these individuals had the intent to murder prior to the carjacking. Hmm. So Kenny Day actually got two bites at the apple. Yeah. We were able we were able to charge him in state court with murder, carjacking, kidnapping and a host of other charges. Hmm. He'll never see uh the light of day <laughs> Good. Uh, outside. Good. We hope. Yeah. So, um, it's just, again, it's a tragic, tragic thing that something like this potentially could happen. In, in reality, is it going to happen? I don't see it. But, who you know, knows? Stranger, stranger things occur. That's right. Ray, uh, folks, he's author, Ray Pigatory, former uh, detective on the case. The book, by the way, it's Thrill Killers. It's a great read. Uh, I'm going to have Ray on again as we watch this case unfold. Hey, Ray, great to catch up with you. Keep up the good work, and we'll talk to you again. Always a pleasure, John. Thank you. All right, folks, there he is. And I hope you, uh, that is just one of those situations. It is absolutely um, absurd that that animal, and that's exactly what that guy is, that he in any way should be let out. That, they, that This was not a beef. This wasn't a feud. This wasn't, a, you know, self-defense. They were, They just picked them up and then... Let's just execute these people. This portion, right now, it's 1149. Uh, Justin Katz, managing editor at OceanStateCurrent.com, joins me next hour. Our segment, Politics This Week. You don't want to miss it. And then coming up at 1 o'clock, I am going to broadcast live press conference. Blake Filippi, the House Minority Leader. It sounds like they're ready to say, like, let's take the gloves off. We're not sure what they're going to say. They've been somewhat quiet. But we're going to carry that as well. And then Governor Mundo, press briefing coming up at 2.30. If you have a question that you want me to ask Governor Mundo. Please, folks, I'm inviting you. Go to the website, petro.com. You click on Contact John, and then you can get in touch with me. This portion of our program is brought to you by Ron's Pastry Gourmet, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Now, listen, today's a beautiful day. Why not take a ride over there? Ron and Melissa have some delicious sausage and peppers or eggplant or meatball calzones or buffalo chicken calzones, Philly cheesesteak calzones, pepperoni and cheese calzones, chicken parm, Plain and deluxe spinach pies, pizza strips, cannolis, brownies. They also have the Trump chocolate-covered donuts that are wildly popular and Trump soda. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, look for them on Facebook, located 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Now, you're saying, no, wait a minute, where is 170? Wait a minute, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. It's right next door to AAA. It's off of Silver Spring Street. And it's right near Branch Avenue. You can get to Branch Avenue and Silver Spring Street right off 95. You are, I mean, two minutes away. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Look for them on Facebook. So Justin Katz is going to join me next hour. Uh, our segment, Politics This Week. Ramundo Press Briefing is at 2.30 today. But at 1 o'clock, this should be interesting. I'm anxious to hear what House Minority Leader Blake Filippi is going to announce. Hopefully some balance of government. Within our uh, government, because right now, folks, this has just been, its as I call it, it's the Gina show. It is absolutely the Gina show. There's no one remotely saying, maybe we should do this, maybe we should do that, what about this? It, it is 100% the 
the Gina show. Mattiello folded the tent and he's hiding in his house hoping not to be indicted. Uh, all right, a lot more ahead right here on the John DePietro Show. Hi, this is Steve at Water Filter Company. You heard John speak about his. Now you can own your own $249 drinking water system for just $199. That's $50 off. This ends May 29th, 2020. Call Water Filter Company. Say John's name, save 50 bucks, and you get all the safe, clean water you can ever need. I don't have enough time to discuss all the benefits here, but, Will, when you call, don't let this deal go by. Call Water Filter Company, 294-2400. Save 50 bucks. It all ends May 29th, 2020. Folks, call, save $50, 294-2400, They're located right off Route 4. It's Water Filter Company. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Brother's Disposal. Come on, brother. Good morning, brother. Call them at 688-0517, 688-0517, Brother's Disposal. Now, it's very simple. I believe you should be productive, do some spring cleaning. If you call Brother's Disposal, at 688-0517. They have a great Facebook page. The colors are yellow and purple, just like the Lakers. Brothers Disposal, very easily identifiable colors on Facebook. 688-0517. They'll deliver a dumpster to your home. So you could clean out your garage, your basement, your attic. In your home, you suddenly realize, wow, we have a lot of, I hate to say it, but old junk or unwanted belongings, maybe old furniture you don't use, old toys that no one's going to use. How about some old rusted sleds? They'll deliver a dumpster right to your home or to your place of business, Brothers Disposal. And then when you're done, when you then fill up the dumpster or what have you, maybe you need it for a day. Maybe you need it for a weekend. Maybe you need it for a week. Maybe you want it for a month. Brothers Disposal, they'll come and they'll remove the dumpster. And then, boom, voila, then you get your house back. Brothers Disposal, they're terrific. 688-0517, 688-0517 for Brothers Disposal. Now, coming up uh, next hour, as I said, Justin Katz, managing editor at OceanStateCurrent.com. Folks, follow me. It's John DePietro. Follow me on Facebook and Twitter at John DePietro Show. But something to watch is back on the job or collect unemployment. Restaurants working to meet needs. You know, it, it is a problem. It is a problem for employers where they're not exactly sure. Uh, There's a lot of people that are saying, I'd rather right now, until the end of July, stay home and just collect whatever money. You know, they're they're getting that extra money. And I know that it is um, it's it's a big it's a big problem for employers now. But something that is that is also just kind of out there a little bit is that's still hanging out there is there is talk of a second stimulus and if if that is in fact going to happen i also see that the fireworks cnbc anchors spar on air over the death toll um i'm telling you folks folks between minneapolis that that picture of that police officer i don't get it either the guy was um when someone i I don't want to get too graphic here but when if someone's being strangled Okay, you you involuntarily you you release urine when you are truly fighting. You know, if someone's being strangled, they that's just a real reaction that the body has. And when that guy in Minneapolis is on the ground, you can suddenly see that he's there's urine coming out of. I mean, suddenly there's a puddle on, on the ground next to him. So I don't understand why that police officer had his knee down on the guy. He didn't seem to be going anywhere to me. Uh, we don't know exactly what happened, but I, I just, Minneapolis is is completely out of control right now. I mean, if you saw some of the rioting last night, uh, they are completely out of control. And then the two guys on CNBC this morning, that they're normally pretty calm, but boy, everybody is just absolutely snapping right now. <laughs> You, you panicked about the market, panicked about COVID, panicked about the ventilators, panicked about the PPE, panicked about ever going out again, panicked and you did, ever get back to normal. Joseph, you didn't panic what about anything. Is what good is it? Why Joseph, not, why not help people, people die. keep their head? I, I understand 100,000 people died, Joe, and all you did was try to help your friend, the president. That's what you oh, did. Wow. Every single morning on this show. Every single morning on this show, you abused and abused your position, Joe. You abused and abused your position. I'm trying to help investors keep their cool, keep their heads. And as it turned out, that.
That's what, you know what they should have done. That's what they should have the done. They should have the kept news. their heads. If they had listened to you, Andrew, we're supposed to be at about 8,000. I wasn't arguing to go sell your stocks, Joseph. I was arguing about people's lives. We understand. People's uh, Andrew, lives. Andrew, That's it's a the global argument. pandemic. Do the news. I'm begging you to do the news, it's Joseph. It's a global pandemic. I'm begging you. And I mean, this is people, folks. That's CNBC. Normally, they're pretty, uh, pretty mild-mannered. I had no idea they had those kind of fireworks. Hey, folks, with the good weather here, now listen, you want to make sure you, when you're going to be grilling, the place to flip your propane tanks, go see our friend Phil Johnson, Johnson Propane, 904 Manton Avenue in Providence, right in front of Stop and Shop next to Wendy's, and it's really simple. He'll fill your Blue Rhino tank, and it's just 15 bucks. Now, the, the, normally the gig is, if you go to hand in a Blue Rhino tank, they swap it out, and they charge you 22 not Phil. He's open seven days a week, 9 to 7. He will fill, Phil will fill your Blue Rhino tank for 15 bucks. You save $7. With two tanks, you save $14. With three tanks... You save $21. Johnson Propane. Drive in, no wait, and he never runs out. Since 1971, Mayor Dorley cut the ribbon. Johnson Propane. 904 Manton Avenue in Providence, right next to Wendy's, in front of Stop and Shop, across where David Ede was of Plunderdome fame, Doris Fending. It's Johnson Propane. Credit cards are accepted, plus they have supplies, and he's backed up all the time. He never runs out. I know a number of people have said they've gone to different places, and uh, some places have run out on propane. But you want to be outside as much as you can, and you're going to enjoy grilling outside if you go see our friend at Johnson Propane. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Ryan's Appliance Repair. Remember what we say. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. If you have any appliances not working properly, washer, dryer, right, refrigerator, stove, oven, microwave, call it dishwasher, Ryan's Appliance Repair. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan, 401-710-7096. Saturday appointments are available. All work is guaranteed for 90 days parts and labor. And senior citizens discount is available. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096, 401-710-7096, Ryan's Appliance Repair. It's John DePietro. What we're going to do is we're going to break for the 12 o'clock news next hour. Justin Katz, our segment this week uh, in politics. And then at 1 o'clock, I will be at the press briefing. We're going to carry it live with uh, minority leader Blake Filippi. It's John DePietro. Stay with me. We're going to break a uh, brief update, the 12 o'clock news. And Justin Katz is next. You don't want to miss next hour. And then 1 o'clock, we'll see what the minority leader says. Right now, it's 12 o'clock.